0: Jay, what's Gucci baby?
1: What's up? Um, you know, I'm I just dried off after the shower and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to pot. It's it's Sunday a little early. Yesterday I had a um I kind of hurt my body a little bit with food.
0: I thought so you I were going to say I you rep- hurt your body when I destroyed you on the fucking tennis court like it was like it was child's play. Um, after being defeated by you many times, I think whatever you put into your temple uh, helped me win. That is, yeah, whatever I put into my
1: temple helped me lose. I, I started off the day, <laughs> started off the day well by having um, a slice of pepperoni pizza, and then that was followed by half of a Italian sandwich um and then for dessert oh before that i ate a donut in the car and then for the dessert of the pe- the pizza and the sandwich i had another donut that's truly um,
0: that's truly disgusting and for you to admit that on mic is is kind of crazy
1: i know and then i showed up showed up to the tennis courts you know 90 degrees in the middle of the day and and whatever my body was not down with it you know it was you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it it was it was far it was like I filled up the Porsche with oh, with regular apple cider vinegar. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. Gasoline.
0: I'm, just, I'm just so used to using premium gas at this point. I, I just I get confused. Uh I, right. I think Yeah, the gas
1: is the stuff where where like the liquid comes out if you don't have a Tesla, is that how it works?
0: Yes. Yeah. If you're not an incel that worships Elon <laughs> Musk, then, yeah, you have a regular car um, that's not quite as good for the environment, but makes you look a lot cooler. So Dude, it's, if, it, you're grave, bro. If Elon Musk
1: makes Azalea Banks kill herself, I'm going to be bummed out. Honestly, that shit is really sad. I don't fuck with that.
0: I don't i like i I've, told I've always you,
1: been a big fan of hers. I am and
0: outspoken nature I think she's a refreshing a refreshing uh blast of information on the world wide web in general. I mean, I don't care about her music, but I don't think anybody ever cared about her music. Mhm but sad fuck elon sad Musk stuff. um pray for TJ. Or do how do you feel today because you know I felt exceptional even though I did an eight mile run that morning. I was somehow energized, Mm -hmm. and I think maybe if I get one on you, it pumps Mm -hmm. me full of adrenaline because I want to see you lose so badly.
1: Well, you know, thank you for that, my dear close friend. I I think (laughs) after, you know, after last the last episode, which was so very tennis friendly and tennis focused, uh, you know, I, I really realized yesterday how much of a how much of a mental game it is, and that's that is truly what I do love about it, and. You know, it it's one of it's it's kind of like doing, uh, you know, when they when you do mushrooms or or acid or something, it they say you really have to get your get your mind right in the set and setting correct, or else you you could have a bad trip. I yes. think it's the same vibe with, you know, any cerebral sport activity like golf or tennis or, you know, running or anything like that, where you really got to get your mind right, or else. Or else you ain't going to be hitting them winners,
0: and your that's what happened. Uh, yeah, your performance showed.
1: But um, luckily, I, I was able to pivot and recover by pulling up to Sweet Green and picking up the the Green Goddess, <laughs> <laughs> the Green Goddess salad, full of raw beets and zaatar breadcrumbs. I'm a little so upset I, woke I, wasn't, up.
0: I wasn't invited to indulge in some SG with you last night because I had, mm. obviously I had nowhere to be. I fell asleep by nine fifteen um saturdays are a very tough day for my body is destroyed um but luckily you know of course i'm up i've, I've recovered i feel good i'm hydrated um i also mm-hmm. showered um you know so that's good i shower twice a day they like a normal person so um,
1: I, I i really you know I, i'm probably going to shower twice today as well and i really don't don't enjoy it it feels very inefficient to me I just well, don't like it, it's it, I wish there was a better way. It's summer in the city, baby. So. I know, and and my girlfriend she'll do a rinse off. Well, where a, she'll a, just a hop of, in.
0: Yeah, women do that because of the hair issue because it takes so long to dry when you have a beautiful head of hair like Kate oh,
1: <laughs> Thanks for letting me know about that. That Chris. Sorry. Um, I, I don't think in, it's called inside mansplaining. Into the
0: world of women. I, I don't think we're I don't think it can be mansplaining when it's a man explaining to a man.
1: So sometimes lady have long hair. And and
0: water bad, Jason. If any of us is is a caveman, <laughs> it would be you. Uh, let's not, not with the ladies, not with anyone, dumbass. You're, <laughs> you, 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 what do you mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, some chicks like a caveman vibe. I mean, that's that's true. Even in 2020, I bet they're out there. Yeah, um, they
1: like a fucking juiced up gorilla head like me.
0: That is you. Um, speaking of Joe Rogan, um, oh, you know yeah. I, that 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 photo that went viral yesterday of the fireplace? Whose fireplace was that? um
1: it was like a real housewife or some shit like that i don't even know it was like an actresses is
0: an actress's i think it was oh actress. it was an
1: actress where it looked it would look like the montezuma's revenge yeah like you, the, you walk through it when you're about to go onto like a jungle amusement it, park
0: ride it reminded me of canceled podcaster joe rogan's uh kettlebells
1: yeah his his kettlebell um, on it on
0: it brand kettlebells that have gorilla heads on them mm-hmm. which and i, I have, don't i don't understand really what, what that why you would buy that i guess if it was the only thing available to you okay but,
1: well let me you i need to educate you about a phenomenon that you might not be familiar with it's for people who have a little bit more of an explosive fitness lifestyle it's called beast mode and i don't oh, think i'm oh, sorry
0: i've never locked into that mode before have i
1: all right so beast mode is when you go absolutely <laughs> fucking mental and you black out in the you know proverbial booth of fitness and when you do it, I mean, if you, have, if you ask, like, when do I know I'm in beast mode, <laughs> honey, you know. And if you, if you have to ask if you've, if you've entered beast mode, then you certainly have not.
0: Uh, I, I don't know if I've it's ever— It's like getting
1: your first nut, you know what I mean? I don't You're think like, I've ever seen— I don't know what
0: that was, but I do know what that was. I don't think I've ever seen you enter beast mode then. You know, actually, I think that when we used to work out together and do the box jumps, I feel like that's the time when we both really locked into beast mode.
1: Oh, well, you know, I guess you can come over and watch me blast off um do when, whenever I'm home alone and I do my full nude kettlebell. <laughs> That's how pa- a little something how called Pavel beast
0: intended. Mode. How Pavel intended.
1: Yeah, I just use a, an a, an assortment of leaves to dry myself. <laughs>
0: God damn mm. it. I would love <laughs> I would love to call 911. The only time I'm going to call the cops is if I see you working out nude with a kettlebell. Then it's over. Uh-huh. <laughs> just S- smearing Gatorade on my face like it's <laughs> Gatorade powder on your face like it's <laughs> battle paint
1: Gatorade powder under <laughs> under my under my eyes like like like
0: <laughs> you're about to go into the, the the Super Bowl and throw a touchdown mm-hmm. um anyway you know, we,
1: we have a great guest episode today well, we do know, have a great guest we,
0: we, we um you know we did a timely booking uh, is what I would call this today um
1: Mm-hmm. yeah normally moving forward we plan on having our monday episodes be a be a one-on-one pod because we know that's a fan fave but we had to do a last minute
0: we had to do a last timely minute. episode um there was a big story this week um in, in the new york times uh written by iriana alexander um about well it's the cover story of it new might york be times.
1: Irina alexander is it I guess we'll find out, won't we?
0: Irene Alexander. It's a, it's, a, it's the cover story of the um, New York Times S- Magazine sweatpants this forever sweatpants forever, which is it's kind of based around friend of the show uh, Scott Sternberg and his his brand entire world and how he kind of um, has handled the the downturn, but it, it gets deep into the the future of fashion and wholesale and return to vendor and um, personalities and the CFDA and Stephen Kolb and Anna Wintour and and, and if if if, you know, uh, the the industry as we know it is over, uh, which is obviously mm-hmm. um, a conversation that people love. Um, but uh, <laughs> I love how you say Wintour. Well, that's how you say it. It's like Louis Vuitton. But we're going to give her a call. And I think it'll be interesting to see how long the story took to report and all the ins and outs of it. Because I'm sure there's some stuff she couldn't use. And hopefully she'll divulge those details to me and big tj when we ask very nicely okay let's give her a jingle okay okay how long gone is brought to you by neutrophil as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin hair is a reflection of your health Uh uh-oh and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks feels and most importantly grows neutrophil's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair.
1: Go ahead. Give it a tug. Nutrifull is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrifull is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word, find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutriful.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got R A F on the nut. Dot <laughs> com promo code HOWLONG. That's com <laughs> promo code HOWLONG.
0: Where are you from? Russia. Okay, that was my guess, but yeah. I didn't want to be presumptuous.
2: Yeah, so it's basically Irina in English and Irina in every other language, so whichever you prefer.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. I don't know. I can't remember what I said in the intro, so we'll have to go back and listen to that. I think you called um, her
1: Ariana. No, I
0: did not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: not, not.
0: <laughs> Irina Look, Grande. Just, it, I like Irina Ariana. Gra- it, has a nice, it has a nice ring to it. It's it close me, enough.
2: It's like a Vanderpump Rules castmate.
0: That's, that's true, and... I, I think that that's all our final form if we had our choice. You know what I mean? So totally. it's, not, it's not out of the question. Um, anyway, we wanted to have you on, obviously, because you had the hottest story of the week, you know? Um, and Thanks. Maybe a week and a half. Maybe. No, I mean, honestly, it could be all of quarantine, I, I would say. <laughs> I, I don't know about you. But I think that – so, you know, I work in the industry, so I'm familiar with at least a lot of the themes and the names and the people involved in the story. Um, Scott has been on the show. Scott's my friend. So I, I, that part I really understood. Um, but I, I also wanted to just get into the, the, the process of what something like this requires and how long it took you, et cetera, et cetera, because I don't think people really know how, how much goes into it.
2: Yeah. Um, well, so I think this began like early April, I want to say. Um, it was like early pandemic days. And I was supposed to be working on another story that I was just clearly, clear to me I was not writing, though not clear to my editor at the time. Um, <laughs> meaning
0: meaning you weren't feeling it or it wasn't going anywhere?
2: Um, It was like I'd, I just kept reporting it and I didn't feel like I was ever done reporting it, which is when I would start writing it. And so I just kept reporting it for literally no reason, even though I should just stop and start writing. And then I, I don't know, there was something about like, I couldn't really find my way into it. And unless I can like see the structure of a piece ahead of time, I don't really feel like I can like sit down and do it. Cause it just feels sure. like a battle. Um, but so it was, I think it was early April. I was on the phone with my editor. I think she was trying to like talk me off the ledge about the other story. And she, you know, we started talking about pandemic things and she said, you know, what's happening in fashion. And, I was like, I actually don't know. I mean, I assume nothing um, is happening in fashion.
0: <laughs> very <laughs> I, little, very little.
2: Yeah. So I think I even probably said, like, I think I'm in sweatpants like everyone else right now. So, um, But I, I had met Scott, like, last year at a wedding. And so I sort of said, like, oh, well, you know, let me, like, reach out to some people and, like, feel out what's going on right now. And so – um, I didn't have his number, but I got his number through the mutual friend. And um, we met up in mid-April in his backyard. Um, and I just sort of, I mean, my question was so nonspecific. I was just like, what do you think is happening in the fashion industry right now? And just that question alone, I mean, he made it so easy. Like once yeah. he started talking, it was like, holy shit, there's like a whole story here. Um, and it wasn't just about his line. You know, At first he was just answering my questions about like, well, what's hypothetically happening to like Proenza right now? Um, you know, like what's happening to all of these companies that were already kind of on the brink and just listening to him talk. I mean, he sounded like, you know, someone who would like escaped a cult. There was like an apostate, (laughs) it was like, like, there was like this PTSD from like working in the fashion industry and what happened with band, which, you know, I'd read when band folded, like I'd read all those articles, but I didn't feel like I had a clear sense of what actually happened. Um,
0: I think talking to him about that stuff is he's just so honest about it that it's kind of exactly. Exactly. Most people try to pat it out or at least like veil the reality of it. But I think him him and some of those stories are more are better than others, but I think that's why it's it's so appealing and so interesting and how it could open like a Pandora's box for you.
2: Totally. I mean, he's so honest about it, which I also just find to be so unusual in the fashion industry um because i feel like for the past decade it's like you know these companies are struggling but when you ask them how things are going they're like great everything's great we're showing the next collection and you're like uh-huh
0: well that generation like- specifically i think that that you guys that he talked about like the pruenza and mm-hmm. um rodarte and you know that kind but of, like that era um it just seems like there's no room for that anymore and, and what they did yeah. it had a time and it's it's hard to let go um but yeah. i i don't you know i don't know if uh there's always somebody looking to put money in and i think that that's the thing though that he mentions too is like it's not that sexy anymore you know what i mean right it, yeah it's like putting money into a restaurant like you put in fifty thousand dollars knowing you're not going to get it back but you always have a table there to impress your friends exactly it's, it's like what is the end game for me if i give somebody three or four million dollars to make clothes
2: yep totally i mean that's exactly it um but yeah, I think just talking to him, uh, there he was like this. It was like Paul Haggis leaving Scientology. It was like, holy <laughs> shit, you know, like you know all these secrets, and you're gonna tell pop. me them.
0: Now, do you? But you have a background, like it's you say in the piece, you interned at WWD at some point or worked there.
2: Yeah, so I mean, my background in fashion is not actually that extensive. I in college uh, thought I wanted to work in fashion, um, and honestly, after that internship at Women's Wear realized I didn't anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, it was, it, like, I think I like fashion as, like, a topic to cover, but I don't love the kind of culture of fashion people, I would say, mm. or, like, the environment of that area of, like, journalism, maybe. Um,
0: How would you describe the people, please?
2: Uh, <laughs> I have to be really careful here. Um, no, please, no.
0: Well, why, on, why do it... you have to be really careful, though? Let it spray, let it spray.
2: Uh <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, uh, like I'm really bad at like small talk, I think. And yeah. that kind of like slightly bitchy, like party chatter thing that you're supposed to do all the time. Mm. Um, and like the cliche of like that air kissing and the like trying to act you know, quote-unquote, like, fabulous when you actually live in, like, a sad, sad apartment because you're spending all your money on, like, designer clothes. hmm Or worse, getting them for free in exchange for writing things.
0: <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling attacked and we can end this fucking podcast right now if, if you keep going, okay?
2: <laughs> I told you, I warned you.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> um no, I mean, I don't want to totally, you know, uh, I, I, I mean, I love... Some fashion people. I really actually respect the industry. Like I, I was really careful. I wanted to be really careful, and I don't know if this actually came off to like n- not this not be like a takedown. Like I wanted it to be more sort of respectful because I yeah, like.
0: I don't think it feels like a takedown at all. I think it feels like a pretty honest look from people who are able to speak on it. You know, realistically and truthfully, because they they actually do it for a living. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, and I, you know, like I love fashion shows. Like I'm sad that they're going away, even if they made absolutely no sense. Um, but uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, they really don't make any sense. But I can't say that I've ever been to. I've been to enough fashion shows in my life where I've never. I, maybe I don't like clothes enough, but I've never had my mind fucking blown. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like the, Like I just can't. It doesn't affect me the way that like seeing a band play could. But That's because you does. can't
1: get into the good shows, Chris.
0: That's probably true. That's probably true. When you're when you're tenth row, when you're standing room only at a streetwear fashion show, but mm, well, you know what I mean. I've heard people talk about it in this way, where I'm like, "Damn, I I don't think that could ever happen to me. Like that only happens to me with like music, maybe a movie, I guess. Yeah. Like I I can't equate those things, but a lot of people do, you know. And I think that the work that goes into it is admirable, but it just doesn't affect me the same.
2: Yeah, I mean i I would say that like some of those Marc Jacobs shows you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago. Um, I, it's like watching a really good movie for me. Um, yeah. uh, yeah. I I mean, I think there's something kind of transcendent. I I mean, maybe that's putting it too strongly, but like there's so much theater that goes into it that it is kind of just like a show on its own. Um, I
0: think I unfortunately get distracted by the guests and I'm unable to uh, detach. Like if, if Gunna is sitting in the front row smoking a blunt, how am I supposed to pay attention to the clothes? You but know, see, it's like. I think like, that's it, all
2: part of it. It's like somehow, like that's the kind of like unexpected surprise performance aspect of it. Like you want Miley Cyrus to walk in and do something insane, to like twerk on the runway or something. Like you well, want some weird. I always
0: want that. I always <laughs> her specifically. Yes, I do. I want that extremely badly. Thank you for noticing. Uh, I I don't um. But, but I think Mark as a central – I mean I think his, his arc and the way that business has gone as the central part of the story is really good because he was bigger than life. And it wasn't that long ago that he had 250 stores, which exactly. is an insane amount of stores, insane amount of stores. Totally. Um, but I think what – I have a prediction that he's going to he's, – he's pivoting into being just like a great celebrity. Like, he's such a fan. He's such a fan of clothes, and he plays dress-up every day. And Like, I I mean, you talked about him being at the Mercer wearing pearls. Like, Mm -hmm. there was that 25-page system special of him jeweling in his house. It's just like he's on another level of fandom. But I don't know. Do you think the business can survive?
2: His business? I mean, I think what he – Needs to do is, or not what he needs to do, but I think what's going to happen most likely is that LVMH will probably, hopefully, put him at the helm of like a massive fashion house. Like he needs to be designing, I'm actually stealing what Scott said, so this is not my idea, but like he should be designing Chanel realistically. Like Mm. he should be the next Karl Lagerfeld because there's no one else that's like on that level of intelligence and performance. Um, Yeah. Mm. Well, so, also
0: per, also just like the cult of personality too, which I exactly. think is, is is extremely necessary, and that's what that's why I thought it was funny when you were describing fashion people. I find myself really attracted to the personalities uh, in the business. Like I like I like who to track sometimes, but I know what you're saying about the the um, the air kissing. You know what I mean? That whole that whole vibe in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, but I think that at a certain level, it also attracts people like Scott. You know what I mean, or people like Mark Jake, like people who totally. are truly, truly like gifted and doing it right and have a good outlook on it. Um, but Definitely. I, is this the most time you've ever spent with fashion, like in your brain, <laughs> like just no. dedicating so much time? It's not okay, okay. I
2: wish, I wish it was, but no. Um, I mean, so after that uh, women's wear internship in two thousand five or whatever that was, so I was, I think I was still in college then. And then I didn't really do much. I, w- I went to work for the New York Observer. That was like my first reporting job. Um, yep. And actually, Leon, who you guys have had on the yes. pod, we were like cubicle mates. Hmm. Um,
0: and we call him, we only refer to him as elite podcaster on this, on this show. <laughs> so if you could just do the respect, Definitely, definitely. We elite, podcaster. Respect. Elite, yes. po- elite podcaster. Elite podcaster, Leon. Yep. Got you.
2: it. Um, God, I want to be elite something, too. Um, one
0: day we we do we do too as podcasters who are not elite. think (laughs) how hard that hits us you know
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad that you guys are not elite podcasters uh that this could be a little more chill and not pre.
0: we have a look we have a chill approach to life you know so it just comes through it It comes through in our potting it's possible you
1: can be elite and chill though
0: (laughs) that's true that's that's true but
2: I don't know if this will flatter you guys, but I still took a beta blocker before this, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: uh, that does flatter us. And that, that's, I think that could go on our, that's going to go, that's a blurb for our jacket. You know what I mean? When the, when the book comes out. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. So, so after, after so you worked at the New York Observer as a reporter. Yes.
2: So I was sort of covering like, you know, there was like someone whose beat was like politics and media and publishing And tech, and I was sort of the like wide pocket of culture, which was everything from like, you know, party reporting, celebrity stuff, and fashion was like part of that. So I would go to fashion week, but New York Observer was not like, you know, we weren't like Vogue. We weren't like, you know, I was in row eight or whatever. Um, and then after that, my editor went to the styles section and I worked there. I was sort of like on contract informally for. I think about six months, and I wasn't loving it. Um, n- nothing to do with the style section; mostly just the pace of it. Um, it was and, too
0: slow or too accelerated?
2: No, it was too accelerated. I mean, I'm like a—I'm a very slow writer, um, which my editors do not like. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm so surprised by that revelation. Okay, yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'm generally a little bit of a nightmare to work with, but that's one of the problems. It's my slowness. Um,
0: well, we, we'll unpack the other reasons you're a nightmare later, but go Sure, on, sure, <laughs>
2: fair. Um, but so when I was at, when I was writing for Styles, um, Elle approached me about a fashion news editor job. And that was like the first real fashion job I'd ever sort of gone out for or even considered. And it was so much money, which <laughs> is not that much money. But, no, it's,
0: I was about to say. <laughs> I, but at yeah. the time –
2: At the time, I mean, you have to understand, like at the New York Observer, I think I was making like 30,000 a year. Um, Mm. yeah. Um, even adjusting
1: for inflation, not great.
2: Yes. Um, and it was, I mean, I still don't know how I did it, but we all kind of did it. And, you know, maybe by now I was making like 40 or 50. Generously, um, wow!
0: So, all right. So, you're living in a two bedroom in the West Village. Yes, yes. I have, have a butler, a and a
2: driver, and a cook. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. No, it's great. I I afford all my own designer clothes. Um, <laughs> and and so L approaches me about this job, and it's like eighty thousand a year, mm. like plus expenses and travel. And it just like a part of me knew that I didn't really want to be a fashion editor as like my ultimate career goal. Like I knew I wanted to eventually do long form like magazine journalism. Um, but it was just, it sounded so great. Um, and actually the friend that I worked there with is how I met Scott last year. Cause we're still friends. Um, so L was, you know, and I was at L for about, I lasted about six months, maybe eight months in that job before I left and went freelance to do what I do now. Um, but in those six months, I would say that's the most fashion exposure I Had um, so
0: six months situate me on the timeline. What year is this?
2: Sure, um, this is uh, I want to say 2011 through oh, this 2012. Is probably,
0: that's probably pretty good. So, did you go to yeah. Europe? Did you go to Paris and Milan and the whole thing?
2: I went, I've got it. I've like somehow like totally blocked this out. I think I did go to Paris. Um, I remember, I mean, this is where some of the stuff comes from. Like, I remember Chanel flying me to shows, uh, like I, you know, like these brands fly you to oh, their show. I'm-
0: my goal to be a Chanel girl is still is still there. Like I, I want the makeup, I want the clothes. Oh, if, it's
2: I mean if, if i do not If Audrey Gelman seem- can
0: get it, I can get it. I think. I'm aiming. That's where that's where my aim is.
2: <laughs> it's a really good aim. Um, I mean, I just wanna clarify I was not a like a Chanel girl in the sense of like Audrey brand ambassador type of girl. Sure, sure. But um, you were
0: an invited guest and they were paying for it.
2: Yes, and they pay for. I mean, I don't know if I'm like revealing some dirty secret of the industry, but like they pay for most journalists who go to those shows. Because- oh, no, we,
0: we all know. Us okay, insiders good, 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 good. and our, our, our <laughs> listeners, the, the how long goners are insiders. So don't, yeah. you know, they don't, don't worry about, about this stuff. It's fine. Don't worry about
2: them. <laughs> great, great. I'll just I'll just let it loose then. The, um,
0: the 25-year-old incels in 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 Edmonton that listen to this podcast definitely know about Chanel. <laughs> don't don't worry. Perfect.
2: Perfect. <laughs> um so so yeah, so I think that was like uh, I was traveling for that and actually the first piece that I ended up doing uh, for the New York Times magazine was based on um, it was about this male model who was like one of Carl Lagerfeld's yes. boys.
0: I remember um, that when we were when we were looking into you for the show. I remember that article. It was so big, too. It was such a thing at the time. I remember that really well, and it's great. And that story yeah. is so, like, it's just so wild. <laughs> like, the whole thing yeah. is just so crazy.
2: Yeah, I loved that story. It was so fun to, like, report and write. But that, I mean, I would have never found that story if it wasn't for that job at L because I, I was I literally met Brad, that model, on a plane coming back from a Chanel show. He was sitting next to me. Um, and he, he just sort of started telling me about his life and like showing me all these like photos on his phone of him, like partying in his hotel room with like Blake lively or someone. And I was like, what the fuck is your life? Cause he was, he was also like, yeah, I'm going to get back to New Jersey. I'm going to like pick up my kids from school and then I'm going to like take them to soccer practice. And, and next week I'm flying with Carl to like Vienna and you're just like, what? It's, It's It's
0: very insane.
2: Yeah, it was very insane. Was he
1: um, was he very flattered and honored to have a story about him and his life? Did he feel like that was some some final validation for him?
2: I think he did. I mean, Brad is so he's like such a nice guy that if parts of it bothered him, I feel like he wouldn't have told me, really. I mean, I could mm. tell I could tell when it came out, he was like kind of psyched and then I think as he started to hear from other people responding to the piece i think he started to realize that maybe some of it um you know uh how do i put this
1: uh it didn't didn't paint him in a bad light but it was sort of showing like the true the the pathetic ish angle of like a, a male model boy toy kind of scenario
2: yeah i think he was excited by the narrative that was like here i am living on top of the world like in a rolex but he wasn't so into the narrative of like what happens to a male model in their 30s uh so the parts that maybe made it seem like his career was you know at some point going to end end. yeah like Mm -hmm. i think those parts were a little bit harder for him and well we
0: don't like to us aging male models don't like to think about (laughs) that stuff as i approach 38 it's something that i try not to think about especially before bed you know if i'm trying to get a good night's sleep thank
1: god the hair is still there
0: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you to our sponsor, Roman. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, the, um, we also, you know, when we were doing a deep dive, we also discovered the, the Hill story, which I remember reading as well. And we are huge fans of that program here at How Long Gone. Oh, um,
2: good. Good. And me too.
0: J- Jason, my esteemed co-host, is a lifelong California resident born in Orange County. So he really, it really resonates with him. Oh, wow. So you
2: like, you like really know this world.
1: I do. I mean, yeah, I mean, Laguna Beach. And then I also made that pilgrimage up to Los Angeles. (laughs) And I did did not begin working in fashion PR, but I did eat (laughs) lunch at Toast and I would have bottle service (laughs) at Le Doo.
0: Jason is a former, Jason's a recovering nightlife personality who has rubbed elbows with the cast of The Hill many times during his tenure. And I think that the... He loves Whitney. I'm more of a Kristen Cavallari. I would love for you to weigh in on I'm that.
1: I'm a I'm a <laughs> recovering Whit, Whitney Stan. That's uh,
2: yeah. I have to say it's like Whitney all the way for me. Yeah. Wow. Um, yes. Even though yes. Kristen Ka-
0: even so you're saying Kristen Cavallari, known mogul and mother, is yeah. is somehow lesser than
1: wait? So 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 being a mother is it makes you a good Hills
0: star? No, no. I'm just com- I'm just Whitney I'm just has a up- kid
1: as well. Unfortunately with that crooked God, just, man.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm just with that nerd. I'm just they all married nerds, which is fucking crazy. But but why why would you choose well, Whitney over Kristen?
2: I think it's exactly the thing that you admire about Kristen that I don't like. Like the ambition on her is like so visible and Whitney, it's like everything has just sort of happened to her and she has no idea how it happened.
0: That's like my, that. Wow, that's actually describing me and Jason. Now I understand. <laughs> this is fucked up.
1: Without the money, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. no money and no kids, thank God. But, but I, even
2: like the way Whitney talks, that like doe-eyed, up-talking, like, mm-hmm. you know, slightly confused way of speaking. Like it's my, just – it, it, uh, it, it, she just <laughs> kind of like happened into it all. Even though you know there must have been some thought that went into it. Um, I I
0: would hope, but I think that that show just – because I think we're probably around the same age, and um, that show was just such a juggernaut and, like, a a time stamp for that entire era of my life, like, how popular that was. Absolutely. how how unavoidable it all was. Um, But I think that the reboot did not – capture the hearts and minds of, of America. No, I'm really
2: sad about it. I mean, I actually had a whole like backstory with that show that I, I don't think, I can't remember if I put this in a piece or just thought about, well, it in let's, a piece. let's
0: get, let's get into it.
2: <laughs> so when I was, I think I was like about to graduate college, I went to NYU. So I was in New York and, um, I at the time had just started dating this guy who was writing for details. And he got, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: R.I.P. Did you, wait, hold on. Did you read the Dan Perez memoir?
2: Um, no, no, I have not. It's
0: it's the worst pill memoir I've ever, as a former pill head, it's the worst pill memoir I've ever read, but continue.
2: I like can't imagine a memoir I would want to read less than that one.
0: It's deeply, (laughs) it's, it's deeply uncool in a way that like shook me to my core.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. And he likes pills a lot.
0: Yeah, like I, I, I just yeah, I thought it would be cooler. All right, so you're dating a hottie Details editor who wears a blazer with jeans.
2: Um, <laughs> not exactly, but sure. Let's go with that. That sounds cooler. Um, I was dating a freelance writer.
0: Who got a okay, okay, that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's who he
1: fine. subscribed to Details. He was not- yeah,
2: yeah. We we read Details every day. It was okay. our favorite magazine. That's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so he got assigned, this was like, I think the Hills had been on the air for only one season. The second season where Brody and Spencer get introduced hadn't aired yet, and he got assigned a profile of Brody Jenner for Details Magazine.
0: Oh, God.
1: What a heaven. At the peak of Brody's hotness.
2: Yes, (laughs) and no one knew, no one in America knew who these people were yet, so they only had just met, you know, Heidi, and I guess they knew Lauren from the OC, but... Like Brody and Spencer had not been on television at all. And we'd been dating maybe like a month, maybe two months, not very long. I remember it was around like Christmas two thousand six, I wanna say. Mm. And he was like, Hey, I've been assigned this story in LA. Do you wanna come? And romance I never, Yeah, yeah. I'd never been to LA, by the way. Like I basically like never left the tri the, the tri state area. Um, are you
0: from are you from New York?
2: Well, so I'm Russian originally, and I immigrated to Coney Island when I was ten. So wow, mostly amazing. New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: okay. Yeah. yeah. So you um,
0: went to
1: L.A. at the best possible
0: time. Yeah, I was about to say yes. this is prime L.A. I hope you stayed. Did you stay at Sunset Tower Chateau Marmont?
2: I wish <laughs> we stayed. No, we stayed at the Viceroy. In Santa Monica, I think it is, or is it Venice? I don't no, know. No, no,
0: it's Santa Monica. Interesting choice. Kelly Wurstler designed, I believe. Yes, um, yes.
2: It has those, like, purple curtains.
0: Yes, but that that actually, I actually like this better for your experience, but continue with your story. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, this whole experience, like, everything was brand new. Like, like I'd never seen, like, all the cliches of L.A., like, didn't know anything about it. Um, and... So we're staying at the Viceroy, and I think like day two, I come along with him to meet Brody and Spencer. Now, w- what's crazy is like being a magazine journalist now, I can't imagine bringing someone I've been dating <laughs> yeah, yeah, for like a month. a month to an interview.
0: <laughs> hey, ba- hey, babe, we're going, to, we're going to the seafood place to meet these guys. Do you want to come or like you want to hit the pool? After
1: a month, um, I wouldn't even tell my significant other what I was doing. let alone invite them to be there in person be like oh this is like my like
2: i mean significant other is putting it strongly i'm not even sure we had like even had had a conversation about like what we were it was like i mean i was 21 probably um well thank
0: god thank god you didn't have that conversation before you met two oc hunks exactly because then that could have put you in in an unfortunate position Mm -hmm.
2: exactly um so (laughs) I, I'm generally like, I, you know, I don't seem this way right now because I took a beta blocker, but I'm generally like pretty fucking shy. Like I don't like, especially then, like I was basically just like a mute the whole night for this mm-hmm. whole experience. Like, I don't think I said it because I was so like, I was like, who are these people? Like, I've never met people like this. and like, what is this weird building we're in? And then we like got into one of their, what is, what are those like Mercedes SUV things? You know what I'm Oh, a, a G-Wagon. Yes, a G-Wagon. Thank you. Um, we got into, <laughs> I think it was Brody's G Wagon <laughs> and went to Mr. Chow.
0: Mm. Oh my God. This is the best night of my life. All right. The it. rest of this
1: podcast <laughs> is just you telling this whole story in as much detail as possible. Stretch it <laughs> nah, out as long as you can. B-
0: we're big Mr. Chow fans for how long gone. So if you could, re- if you could remember Perfect. the order, if you could
2: remember the order, that would I be do great. remember the order. I can't wait to tell you the order because I just remember. You have to understand, like at this point, I am so poor. Like, I am, like, in, I'm about to graduate NYU. I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. I'm mm-hmm. living in an SRO in the East Village. Um, You're living you guys off know what,
1: top ramen and chopped cheese sandwiches in Absolutely. In
2: mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we go to Mr. Chow's, and they order, like, lobster taco. Not lobster. It was, like, some lobster mm-hmm. thing and some buffalo thing. <laughs> like, I swear it was called, like, buffalo meat something.
0: Mm-hmm. That's um, that that sounds like off menu item to me i I would yes. go with the hand pulled noodles I would go yes, with, you know sure. some other stuff, but sure
2: sure sure. <laughs> sure but I just remember just like all these like oh and I think we started with like a bottle of champagne mm-hmm. i would mm-hmm. imagine
0: i would imagine based on the g wagon and the time period crystal would have been the choice definitely
2: yeah. definitely it was definitely something like that and so like the tape recorders on the table there's like Brody, Spencer, and probably two or three other friends who, in retrospect, was probably, like, Frankie, if I had to guess. Uh, Frankie
0: Delgado, Jason's Jason's, uh, co-worker, club promoter. Yes.
1: (laughs) We are not Team
0: Frankie. Uh, No, we're not. We're not.
2: (laughs) What happened to Frankie? Doesn't he, like, do something weird now?
0: Mm, Frankie doesn't look too hot. I know that. Um, No, no, in the reboot. I've I've seen him leaving, you know, I've seen him leaving fucking – Or a restaurant on on TMZ looking a little hefty with a trucker hat on. Frankie is somewhere
1: doing something date rape adjacent. 100%. 100%. I mean,
0: yeah.
2: I mean, we're all older. Um. (laughs) Justin
0: Bobby doesn't have to date rape anymore, though. No, Justin Bobby's cutting hair and making a living looking hot. Justin
2: Bobby's amazing. Um, We'll get back. We'll
0: circle back to JB. Don't worry. So you're you're at Mr. Chow bawling the fuck out.
2: Yeah, it's it's and I, I I literally I remember what I'm wearing. I'm wearing this like dress from H and M that I thought was so cool and was like definitely not. And um, <laughs> it, it was just like I I think I was even wearing like tights, which is not a thing you do in L.A., mm-hmm. but was a thing you did in New York, it was like very normal.
0: Um, well, this, this time period, I, I I'm surprised there's not like a leather jacket involved.
2: I'm sure there was, to be honest. <laughs> um,
1: it was a it was a dark time for fashion as a whole, though. Definitely. It was. It was definitely.
2: It was that weird time between like low rise jeans, but mm-hmm. like before fashion got better. It was just like a weird in between period.
0: We all um, look bad. We all look bad, and we can all sympathize with you.
2: Yes. Oh, you know, it was like the time of true religion jeans, wasn't it?
0: Whoa. We call the, we call those truies on this <laughs> show. Truies <laughs> are just, a
1: timeless garment that should not be be besmirched.
0: That's
2: true. sure. We'll let fair. you slide.
0: We'll let you slide because I the story won't do it again. So I'll we'll be careful. Yeah, okay, um,
1: maybe pop another beta blocker.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've got the bottle right here. Okay. I can just keep. I'll just do like one every ten minutes. <laughs>
0: if we hear you start snorting, we're gonna have to hang up. Okay, just so you know.
2: <laughs> I thought you guys were into pills.
0: We are into pills, but but beta blockers are a little light for me. Yeah, no, I know. Jason, maybe. Jason, maybe. If
2: I like accidentally fall asleep in the middle of this, you'll know why.
0: Okay, it's not. Um, It's not because it's not because we're really bad at our jobs.
2: No, it's because of this anxiety medication. Too much beta. Too
0: much beta. beta. (laughs) Uh, uh,
1: Okay, so you you are a timid twenty one year old wearing tights and an H and M dress at Mister Chow with all these rich hotties. Are you yes. are you sipping the champagne? Do they offer you a glass?
2: Definitely sipping the champagne Uh-oh. and um, not speaking at all in are these sure. are
0: these people are these are they super nice to you? Is everybody really friendly? They're
2: basically I am like furniture. No one is okay. acknowledging me mm-hmm.
0: whatsoever mm-hmm. Um,
2: which I actually find to be really helpful which was probably
0: um, welcome for you.
2: Absolutely. like mm. like the the one time that I think Spencer tried to talk to me, I was so nervous I like didn't know what to say. Because I also, like, I couldn't, like, I had no reference point for these types of people. Like, I, like being yeah. from, like, New York, New Jersey, like, Spencer Pratt is such a unique animal on his own. But yes. then, like, I don't know. There's just something so specific about him. I remember during dinner, this woman comes over to the table who is, like, full of, like, injections and, like, plastic <laughs> surgery. And and then I realize it's Brody's mom. who happens to be eating dinner there at the same time for, like, reason. I was like, wait, like, his whole family just, like, comes here and runs into each other like it's fucking cheers or something? Like, Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to L.A., baby. It's the good life.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Keep
0: the the G-Wagon up front, you know? Yeah. What are you doing here,
1: Mom?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was something like that. That conversation (laughs) went something like that. She was there with, like, her friend's, you know, drinking champagne also.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so and, and at after, the time, did
1: you think that Spencer and Brody and these guys were like cool, hot people or were you turned off by their their whole
2: vibe? I think I mostly just, it was more like anthropological than like mm-hmm. I'm into this or not into this. Like I wasn't grossed out by them exactly. I was like so fascinated that I didn't want it to end. Like I wanted to just keep observing them for the rest of my life. Like mm-hmm. that's how I, I just like felt this like, Voyeuristic excitement about being in proximity to such like a foreign world. I mm-hmm. would say um, that's it.
0: that's that's why reality TV is so powerful. And, you, I and, love
1: and, and reality. you and you still seem to to have that that love in your career as uh, you know what you're writing about today.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like I like people, weird people from worlds I don't really understand. Mm. But uh, after dinner, we went to the clubs. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I Which, think we went. To hide, oh mm-hmm. shit! There was bottle <laughs> service. Um, I'm pretty sure we went to was it Lido? I actually, I'm not sure what the second one was. You know what it is? I think it's Area.
0: Yes, another. Mm, we yes. went to Area.
2: So now, first we went to hi- yeah. Must that's
0: have one. been an off night, but yeah. Go were, ahead. Were, were you getting Liddy? Like, were you doing Patron shots, or are you just chilling?
2: Um, I am slowly sipping on probably like a vodka soda. Um, very
0: very mature of you.
2: Yeah. Well, so, well, yeah, I mean, the story doesn't end well, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I remember during bottle service, um, this guy, what is his name? He was on Entourage. Is it Kevin Connolly? Is that possible? We're talking
1: about E? Yes, E. E. Okay. e
2: comes over Tiny and mooches e. off their bottle service, oh. which was such an entourage move for someone who <laughs> actually like it was. It was I. It already felt like entourage, and here was like it's. It felt so meta and weird.
1: So, so he kind of did the stop and chat. Hey, how you guys doing? And then, without looking, he's fixing himself a cocktail E style. He's, He's more pouring, than once he, he's more than the, once damn
0: more he's than por- once. he's mooching off the belvedere e is a is a bottle rat is what you're saying <laughs>
1: he's a <laughs> yeah. bottle rat Ugh.
2: then i think to show off for probably the article brody texts lindsay lohan
0: uh, uh, <clears <clears throat> throat> I just want too. you to know, Lindsay Lohan during this phase is my number one of all time. So please continue. Sure,
2: I mean he, she's basically at her height, I would think, then, right? Like 2006, Lindsay. Speaking,
0: speaking of leather jackets, exactly. Yes,
2: <laughs> yeah. So um, this is
0: this is
1: when she was partying hard.
2: Yes, I remember Brody said something like, uh, "Watch this, I'm gonna text Lindsay and she's gonna show up," and then that happened. That and then. <laughs> she, <laughs> and then that happened and and then uh i do remember heidi showed up that was like the first time i met her um and she was like pre-plastic heidi so like very she had um like pigtail braids and seemed very like sweet and innocent yeah that that early heidi was
1: really actually kind of sweet and nice
2: she was really like cute and Mm -hmm. like uh girlish it's just yeah um and then anyway, I'm I'm not going to, this story can go on forever, but <laughs> where this ends is where we, when we got to area, I don't know if I like, I don't think I drank too much or if I was just like overwhelmed. I don't feel like I was drinking actually very much, but basically at some point I fainted at area and it was horrible.
0: <laughs> oh man. It was
2: awful because basically We've then, all been there. yeah, but like, you know, if you faint at a, nightclub like that and you're basically like you, people just assume you're on some like cocktail of drugs mm-hmm.
0: I, um, I I would I think you're lying and you're in a K-hole but we're gonna let you <laughs> do this
2: because I wish I was in a K-hole but I was like in a reality TV hole like I was just in some do you like, think I feel there like, was
1: a chance that you were drugged
2: no okay no because it was it was like a I don't know if you can be. sure oh. no <laughs> no I mean I'm pretty sure my drink was in my hands the whole night mm-hmm. um no, I I honestly like I don't even remember being like tipsy or drunk. It just felt like uh like I was jet lagged and we'd been like out for hours and hours and hours and I was t- I don't know. It was horrible. It was horrible because so then you had people like Brody and Spencer trying to help you as you're like passing out in a nightclub.
0: Yeah, that that's not the crew I would want. <laughs> they're to used no. they're used medical. to it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, did your, so did your man at the time was like, babe, don't embarrass me in front of the guys.
2: <laughs> no, he was, tr- I mean, he was just sort of like, I, I mean, I don't, I was trying to hide it. Right. Cause if you know, you're about to faint, you don't want anyone to know you're about to faint. <sighs> um, so I was like, I could tell he was like mid reporting. The tape recorder was out and I didn't want to like disrupt anything. And I was like, I'm going to go over there for a little bit and I'm totally fine. Just like do your thing. And I think I just like sat down at some table and like put my head down until I felt better. Um, and then later, I think, I don't remember what Spencer said, but I remember him saying something that implied he thought I was like on drugs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a dick.
2: It was horrible. Um, luckily he did not remember this when I interviewed them last year.
0: Did you not tell them you didn't regal them with that tale when you met them again?
2: I didn't at first. And I think later when I had a one-on-one interview with uh, Spencer and Heidi at their podcast studio, um where they were interviewing Sheena Shea um
0: oh god (laughs) uh
2: then I brought it up I said you know you probably don't remember this but like we met very briefly 15 years ago and he remembered it um he was like oh my god you were like that person um so yeah
0: damn wow that that honestly I'm sorry
2: I just hijacked this podcast with that whole story
0: are you kidding? That's we, what this we We literally begged about. you to tell us that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I could that that is exactly what we want the show to be. <laughs> that I can't believe how on brand that entire thing is.
2: <laughs> Happy to uh, help.
0: Honestly shocking. Um, but I don't think, yeah, I do think that era is just I, I think reality TV is is turned into something different now. You know, and it's I think it's really that,
2: different, but it's inter- sorry, I just interrupted you, but um, No, no. I, it's interesting, like, I'm sort of into the evolution of it, like, I mean, now I watch Vanderpump religiously, and I'm over it, let
0: me just go on Really, I think it's bad now.
2: Okay, tell me why.
0: New characters are trash, old characters are trash, there's no, there's no, like, it's also like, we know they're rich, you know what I mean? Right, right, So it's like, the the guise of, the guise of working at a restaurant is not, it doesn't, it's not real, Yeah. like, you guys- you guys are rich and you bought ugly houses in the valley. And like Jax has a vintage Mustang. Like you, you, you're you making hundreds of thousands of dollars an episode. I, I would guess they're making $100,000 an episode at least.
2: Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I do think the appeal of the show early on was that it it had that like Bravo, like housewives sheen, but then they were poor and that was amazing. Like the fact that they lived in those like shitty apartments. That was um, the
0: whole, that was, yes, That the bad behavior mixed with the, with the poorness was what was appealing.
2: Yeah, it was great. I think what the reason I have so you're right that the new cast members suck. And it's I mean, really, look, Brett is hot,
0: don't get me wrong, um, but he's 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 he literally has had a lobotomy.
2: That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like I guess I like that they I don't know what's gonna happen without Stasi and Kristen because I do feel like they're like core important cast members. Um, but I like that they uh are like continuously breaking the fourth wall. Like that they're yes. including. Yeah, like, I agree. I agree. Like I, I sort of like the evolution of reality TV in this like postmodern direction where the, the cameras and producers are increasingly in it. Um and they're like talking about the show on the show I find sort of compelling.
0: I agree with you but but I also think that's all they that's like the only thing they can do. Because there's no growth left, um, yeah. But I I do think there's a a small uprising of people that believe Below Deck is taking the, the reins.
2: So I haven't uh, watched Below Deck, and I need to. Well, um, let me
0: tell you, it fucking slaps. Okay. Really? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not gonna. I don't think there, it's already segmented into like different like Mediterranean. There's like already a few uh, shows in the franchise, so I don't think it could. I, it's not as holistic as as Vanderpump Rules is in that way. Um, like, there's a whole world of characters already, is what I'm trying to say. So it's like, I, I think it, I think that kind of. Well, I just mean I think that like draws people in in different ways. Whereas Vanderpump Rules, everyone was focused on this one show. Um, right. But you know, look, we'll see. I mean, my king Andy has got the golden touch, so you know it's very possible that he could, you know, bring something to to the table that trumps it all.
2: I mean, I hope so. Um, I, I mean, God bless Andy Cohen. He's like, the amount of content he's created that I've consumed in the last decade is just, I don't know.
0: How have you How have you handled quarantine?
2: Um, quarantine's been weird.
0: Do you
1: live in L.A., Irina?
2: I do, yeah. Oh, you do? What's well, yeah. really good? <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: you play tennis? I, What's good?
2: <laughs> yeah. Where do you lunch? I, I actually really want to play tennis, but I don't currently. I want to learn how to play tennis. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm open to the idea of learning to play tennis. What neighborhood,
0: what neighborhood do you live in?
2: <laughs> I am currently in Silver Lake, and I actually have to find a home because I'm homeless in like 10 days. Um, wow,
0: that, that seems urgent.
2: It is urgent. <laughs> this is, it's very urgent. Um, I don't know when this comes out, but maybe someone will be listening who has an apartment for me. Well it comes um,
0: out it comes out tomorrow, actually. Oh, we, time, we timed perfect. this perfectly. We had your your big story hit in the in print today and it comes out tomorrow. So we're gonna not only promote your work but also find you an apartment. Wonderful. Okay, what,
1: are, so what are we looking for, for our new our new LA crib?
2: I am looking for a place on the east side. Um ideally I used to live in Los Feliz, like right below Griffith, which I loved. Hell yeah. Um, it's impossible mm-hmm. to find something walking, in that area.
0: Walking distance tomorrow or
2: Yes, yes. It was like above it was above um Los Feliz Boulevard, but like walking distance to Little Doms. Goals mm. AF. Yeah. It was it was like my dream place and I had to move out. But um this was a couple of years ago. But uh I'm looking in like I'd say Silver Lake, Los Feliz. I would go to like Highland Park, mm. Eagle. No, Park.
0: no, no. We draw the line. We hate I this know is a, This I is an anti Highland Park podcast.
2: I mean, I get it. I feel like everyone <laughs> who works in podcasts lives in Highland Park, don't they?
1: Um, would you would you consider a move to glendale
2: you know it's funny that you ask that because i was just considering that this morning Mm, um
0: why don't you come on down to glendale jason lives in glendale and i tell you what he loves it
2: i I mean here's the thing i love glendale um as like a place to go um nice place to visit
1: wouldn't want to live there
2: I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say that. There's something about I, Glendale that feels so familiar to me. Like, I, I don't know if it's like... Is it all the Russian up. people? It's definitely the Russians and the Armenians and mm-hmm. the Jersey vibe and the big mall. I mean, mm-hmm. the Galleria and Dintai Fung are like, all, I want to spend all my time there. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: um, now we're talking. The you're, amount you're,
1: of G-Wagons per capita in Glendale exceeds that of anything that Brody Jenner is putting up.
2: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I love that whole vibe. Like, I feel like if I get sad or depressed, I just drive to Glendale. Um,
0: Welcome home, honey. <laughs> wow. Th- thank you. Glendale is your Beverly Hills. Who would it have is,
2: thought? It is. It is. It really I mean, I would, uh, most days I would much rather drive to Glendale than Beverly Hills. Um,
0: huh. So so you Me, kinda, and, you, me uh, and you aren't the same. I, I guess, you know, I've I
1: always coming from Orange County, I've always yearned for that hybrid of like the city life mix in with some of that suburban comfort of, you know, everything's gonna be okay kind of vibe, thanks to retail and restaurants.
2: Definitely. I mean, um, I don't know if I don't wanna like offend LA people, but I feel like we do once <laughs> once I moved here from New York, it's just like like, the people who live downtown, I don't really get it. Like, we, I don't,
0: we we also hate downtown. It's unbelievable. I exactly. hate
2: downtown. Like, why would you live... And then in people say New things York. like, it's like I live in New York. I have, like, exposed brick. And it's like, but you don't.
1: But
0: more, way downtown. more piss than New York. It's also, just awful there. It's not cool. There's nothing <laughs> cool down there. And it's hotter.
2: It's, it's, it's awful in every way. I mean, I guess, like, I, you know, sometimes going there for, like, a restaurant or something is fine. But, um, I we just... Only, we
0: only go downtown for Dover Street Market, um, but I, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. If you listen
1: no. to this podcast and you live downtown, click that unsubscribe button.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't want your ad dollars. <laughs> don't buy a Manscaped because we told you to, okay?
2: <laughs> um, so I feel like the, like, big upside of moving to L.A. from New York, um... And I won't list all the other cliché reasons, mm-hmm. but that you get to live in like a really wonderful suburbia. Like mm-hmm. you get to yeah. like drive to the Galleria, and you have a car, and everything is just like easy, and it's like early retirement.
0: How um, long? Have you, how long? Early is
1: retirement year? is a way that I've never heard it explained. That's before. the part that, that I don't makes, want to
2: offend people. No, with, but, but I think.
1: I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily a pejorative. I think it, it, some people like to be an early retirement kind of vibe,
0: or at least. Definitely, my-
2: I do. I mean, for me, it's a wonderful thing. But I know that there are people here who are like, we work really hard, and it's like, okay, oh, yeah. sure. I'd
0: love to find those people. Do you have a microscope? Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I've never, I've never fucking seen them. Some people you were
2: born
1: what- retired, and that's that's that's
0: us.
2: Yeah, all those people sitting at LaMille on their laptops.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's my nightmare. LaMille right. on a laptop is my nightmare. I well, know.
2: I can't even like make eye contact with people when I walk in or well, used to walk thanks in. Thanks
1: to the COVID-19 virus, you guys <laughs> might have your wish granted as they will maybe most likely never open their doors again. Are you
0: guys happy? Oh, okay. Okay. Relax. <laughs> how, how, how long have you lived in New York? I mean, in, in LA, I'm sorry.
2: Um, I mean, like officially, I'd say about like three years, unofficially, maybe like five um i sort of like moved in the most ambivalent way possible where i didn't even admit to myself that i was moving until (coughs)
0: like
2: it it was like like,
0: no i'm i am here right now i'm currently displaced by choice
2: (laughs) i see yeah i mean i said i was displaced by choice displaced by choice
0: what is that i mean who says that (laughs) sentence well because of the covid19 pandemic jason we're saying new sentences like did you
1: did you move no i i i was displaced by choice
0: I just, I just, think this is a better place to be for my physical fitness, you know, and right now that's, that's high on my list of importance to Calm. keep my, my sure. mental strong, you know? I that. Yeah. I
2: mean, this is how I felt in 2015 when I started coming here, that this was important to my mental, <laughs> physical well being. Where um, did you
0: wait? Where did we never finish where you worked? I, oh, right. Know,
2: Sorry. No, I, keep I mean, jumping around.
0: I know you were, you, so you were New York observer, then L and then what?
2: So then I went freelance. So basically I was at L for like six to eight months or something. And, um, I think I was like 27 at the time and I just could feel, so I, I loved the people I worked with and L was actually like pretty fun. It was just, I couldn't like answer the question for myself of like why I was doing this. Like, you know, the, like sifting through handbags and figuring out which one was like newsy to put in a certain issue. Um, I, wish like, I, I wish
0: I wish I I don't suffer the same. Sounds great <laughs> to me.
2: But it was all – I can't ex- – it was like uh, – I no, shouldn't I, say I, more about no, this. No, no.
0: I, I understand <laughs> completely. I mean I, I just think that that sometimes like writing about clothes and talking about clothes is, is not fun anymore. I think that's totally okay. Well, here's totally the thing.
2: Okay, I love know? talking about clothes. I also love writing about clothes. What <sighs> – there's something about when it becomes your job that you get paid for and the kind of you get, I mean, similar to what I was talking about in the piece, you just become part of the system that doesn't entirely make sense and seems in some ways, corrupt is too strong a word, but not well formed or something. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, like there's something about it where you feel gross too often. Um And that's the part that I felt like I couldn't do. And, and separately from that, I felt like ultimately what I wanted to do was like long form stuff. So I just kind of decided that I was going to go freelance and not have a job. Um, and I, I, I sort of, I mean, this sounds very like young person idealistic, but I was like, okay, if I don't make it by 30, I'll go and get a job. Um, and I think I spent the next three years like, trying to like I sort I was sort of freelancing and then I think that uh male model story came out like right when I turned 30 um and I was like okay I feel like I can do this for a bit
0: and look you're doing it right now you're thriving
2: uh
0: you're talking to Anna you're talking you're talking to Anna Wintour on the phone you know what I on mean? zoom
2: like, on zoom don't forget
0: Was mm. she? what what was the vibe
2: oh my god that was so so I also work I write for Vogue sometimes uh, um, so you
0: got to be careful. You don't want to bite the hand that feeds. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it,
2: yes. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, big, pub- big publishing will come for you and there won't be much left.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I, I felt like I had to talk to her for the piece for obvious reasons. Agreed. But I was also scared too, because she, you know, in a way sort of signs my paychecks sometimes um, it's just a weird position to be in because you don't, you know. People say she respects journalists, so you don't want to like pull punches. At the same time, you kind of—I I actually do respect her a lot and am a fan. Like, I, I know that's like a controversial opinion, probably now, but uh, like, I'm not uh, one of we're those team, like
0: we're, we're team Anna. On okay, great. Podcast.
2: I'm not we're, one of the people who is like Anna needs to go. I really am. I, I genuinely think the minute that Anna leaves Vogue, it's just over. But maybe that's too cynical. I don't know.
0: I don't know if I. I just don't think that she could uh, like relinquish any control for it to cha- like change in a good way. Does that make sense? Like, I, I just I, I feel like it's going to be her show or someone else's, and I don't know if it could be someone else's. And she couldn't just she couldn't just like make small changes on a day to day basis to make it different. That and that's. This is not going to happen.
2: Yeah, I think that's probably right. Um,
1: if we follow the Devil Wears Prada algorithm, um, what you guys are saying is correct.
0: Yes, and that's yeah. that's that's kind of my, you know, that's my North Star for all things fashion. <laughs> <laughs> um, Same. So, so you hit, you bang Anna on Zoom. What did you wear for this? Were you confirmed? okay? So,
2: so just, the, they didn't tell me it was going to be a Zoom until 15 minutes before. Mm. Oh my gosh. it so was really so stressful.
0: So your glam team wasn't even there.
2: No, I mean, I I probably hadn't showered. I probably looked like Howard Hughes. I mean, it was like I just, like, I was like nowhere near Zoom presentable. Like I was on deadline. I, I had all this reporting to do. Um, you know, I'd already probably by the time I spoke to her, I'd probably been reporting it for a few weeks. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was completely unshowered. Like it was it was horrible and mangled. Uh, I knew we had a phone call scheduled. They scheduled it the day before. I forget what time. Oh, they tried to schedule it for 6 a.m. L.A. time, which was insane. Yes,
0: I and, love that. Are you really about this life or not? Wake up. <laughs> let's go.
2: And she and I, I said I couldn't do it, and she like brought it up during the Zoom. That's was, so sick. I know. Because <laughs> 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 she was like, oh, you're in L.A., that's why you didn't want to talk to me at 6 a.m. Oh. And I was like, no, I had another commitment.
0: You were like, bitch, <laughs> take off those sunglasses, and let's talk about it then. How I had that. a soul cycle, and a <laughs> chill. <laughs> Yeah, you know how it is, babe. I was busy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, I basically – so her assistant emails me and is like, Anna doesn't have great service where she is. Do you mind if we do it over Zoom? And what I wanted to say is, can we just do FaceTime audio? But that seemed like an obnoxious thing to say because –
0: Yeah, I think you just got to let it rock. I mean, Exactly. You just have to let her decide – if her if her East Hampton compound doesn't get great service, then I'm sure the Wi-Fi will do.
2: Yes. So um, I basically just everything that was in camera view, I just like pushed to one side <laughs> of the room. There was just like piles of like sweatpants and potato chip bags and like wrappers and I mean it was just empty
1: Adderall bottles
2: definitely (laughs) all my pill bottles all my empty (laughs) liquor bottles Um, it was just like this pile this shame pile Mm. in one corner and I quickly I like put my hair in a ponytail put on for some reason I decided the only thing I had time to do was put on eyebrow liner so I did that. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't know a lot about makeup, but that seems pretty low on the list. It is.
2: It was just, I was like, okay, this I can do well in 10 minutes. What um, brand
0: What brand did you use, if you don't mind me asking?
2: Uh, it's Chanel, actually. Oh, that's good. oh
0: interesting. <laughs> interesting
2: twist. Huh. I know. I feel really lame now. but. Well,
0: uh, no, you're in the pockets of big Chanel. And we a Chanel
1: girl never feels lame.
0: Exactly.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm paid by Chanel on the side. So this is nothing is
0: more, look, nothing is more chic than Chanel. Even if it's, even if it's the licensed beauty products, you know, yeah. I, who yeah. am I to judge?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so your eyebrows, your eyebrows are on fleek and then the camera comes on.
2: Well, and I threw on a cashmere sweater really quickly. Um, oh. cause I was in like a wife beater.
0: I love course. what, what color, like a nice cream
2: exactly how Look at you know? jesus
0: christ i really fucking do this okay <laughs> so you're wearing you're the guy no zoom you're wearing a cream cashmere sweater your eyebrows are done <laughs> and how long are you what is anna wearing
2: um she was you know it's interesting because in the weeks in the week prior she was instagramming all those photos of herself in like a tracksuit. so yes, I, I thought was it
0: tori sport my favorite
2: I, I don't remember the maybe no i, think it, I don't think it was it
0: well, that you know that picture of her running in the woods that yes. kind of went viral. That was Tory yes, yes. Sport. Okay, that was yeah. Sport. yeah, that's
2: the picture I'm thinking of. I remember her also wearing those like um, the stripey sweaters. Yes. Um, uh, anyway, I was expecting that. But I was expecting like pandemic Anna, mm-hmm. um, but she was she was pre pandemic It was like a you know very dressy dress with a necklace, kind of like the way she looks in the, I don't know if you guys watch global conversations, but that version. Of yeah.
0: Her. Yeah. Okay. So she has a um, zoom, she has a zoom look, whether it's a global conversation or just to chat with her friend.
2: Well, and here's what's, I mean, we're definitely not friends. I wish we were friends, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, this is the horrible, awkward part of, and this is why I hate zoom. So they, they ask me if I can do zoom. I say, sure. They send me a zoom link. I click on it. I'm there first, and I assume when someone asks me to zoom that we're doing video, unless I've been otherwise notified. Mm-hmm. Then she joins the Zoom and her camera's blocked. And I have this moment of like, fuck, what do I do? Do I block my camera to meet mm, her where she is? What if tough. she was expecting this to be non-camera zoom? And by leaving mine on, I'm sort of like pressuring her to turn hers on. Um,
1: wow. This it is, was this like is a, a real, real peeking into your mind.
2: Yeah, I mean, I felt like it was like a Larry David moment where I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I don't know what to do here. Um, so I did nothing, and then she turned her camera on. I think she, that,
0: I think as a reporter, it's better to just get the eye contact. I think you made the right choice.
2: I mean, you're not exactly making eye contact with her. Um, <laughs> well,
0: what, what sunglasses does she wear? Do we know, the, is it Chanel?
2: I'm actually Chanel? not sure. I don't know. How do um, we not
0: know that? Because she wears the same ones, right?
2: I think so. Yeah, I somehow have no idea. But Do you what's think do,
0: do you think she's blind like Stevie Wonder is? Like a lie? Or do you think she just does it for the look?
2: I think... Uh, is there a rumor like that she's blind? That, no, no, she's not blind. She's no. really not blind. Um, I, I feel like I know why she does it, but I feel like I shouldn't say this out loud. No, no, you
0: have to say this. Because I have theories, too. I'm, I, I've been told that she's worn them for so long that her eyes are now really sensitive to light and she can't go without them.
2: I mean that that makes total sense that to seems me. seems like I a mean, bullshit
1: excuse to me. Agreed. If you're listening, I think, Anna,
2: I hope she I hope she never listens to this. Um, <laughs>
0: don't, don't don't worry, don't worry. But rest assured, my friend, rest assured.
2: <laughs> don't worry.
0: What is your theory? What is your theory on okay, the sunnies?
2: so Anna is from this generation that's like the Hillary generation, right? Like power suit, even though she doesn't wear power suit. But like you're supposed to present yourself as a powerful woman. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And, you know, Carl wore sunglasses because he felt like when you age, it's the age around the eyes that's the most.
0: Yes. Uh, mm. that
2: You can tell. Telling, people. the most yeah, telling. Exactly, yeah. So I think it's the combo of those two things. I think that if you keep your sunglasses on, you know, I don't know how old Anna is. I'm not going to speculate. But, you know, she's been doing this job for a long she's time. She's going 90
0: she somehow- Yeah, at least 110, <laughs> I would say
1: so so, no so everyone everyone in fashion <laughs> seems to be deathly concerned with their aging process
0: i i yes. don't yeah no totally but i mean i think you're right that's probably what it is yeah, i that think makes the, sense. but unfortunately i think the power aspect of it comes off maybe not with her because it's like a signature and same for carl mm. but if i started showing up with sunglasses on my friends would be like you fucking idiot what are you doing like that doesn't it doesn't. Yeah. Fl- it doesn't fly unless you've been doing it for so long. So I feel like that is over. I feel like her, she is the last person that's going to do that.
2: Yes. I mean, I don't know. I I wonder if like young people can still make like a fashion thing like that part of their like persona. Well, um, I feel
0: like I feel like TikTok e boys like want to show off their eye makeup and stuff, so they can't wear true. sunglasses to to block that.
2: True. Chris, um, if you
1: start paying us like Carl paid his boys, I will <laughs> gladly I will gladly be a yes man for your eyeglasses journey.
2: Yeah, I
0: mean, we can think about that. We can talk about that once this ad dollars really start hitting. Do you, so you talk to her-
1: When when you're when you're zooming with with Wintour, do you have to ask her permission to take a screenshot or do you just <laughs> take a screenshot?
2: Um, This was another horrible, awkward thing. Um, So, (laughs) you know, there's a record button on the Zoom, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew at this point that if you click that button, it'll ask the other person permission Mm -hmm. whether you can record. So instead of using my tape recorder, I thought I would just use that and then, you know, I have this amazing video um, forever. Show the grandkids. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I had
0: consensual Zoom with Anna Wentworth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I said early on, I was like, do you mind if I record this? I'm just going to use the Zoom record. And she said, no, of course, that's fine. But then she looked away from the screen. Um, oh, so right okay. when I hit record, whatever prompt she got to give her permission, she didn't see. So it like didn't work. That's and then a power I had to use move. She, yeah. she
1: knew exactly what she was doing with that movie.
2: I know. I know. It was kind of a bummer. And so then you can't really like screen, you can't do anything. She you're looked like, over. Right. She
0: looked over at the pool boy and called for a diet coke right at the wrong moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you
1: but you did not just take a regular screenshot. No. What? No, how, I, how, how could do you not? not do that? Because
2: how do you do it without her noticing that you're doing it?
1: Um well, I mean, like the the computer, like I I just took a screenshot of our conversation right now. Did you know that I did that?
2: I do. I just heard you hit some keys.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you didn't know. You didn't know what he was doing. You didn't know what he was doing. Like, no, so, and- so, like uh,
1: When we record this podcast, we do it with with FaceTime, and it'll show video sometimes. And and every once in a while, we'll we'll post a screenshot of of Chris and our guest just for oh, a am social. Am I supposed me- to have my video on as like a social media asset? No, 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 not at all. It just happens sometimes and. And no one, no one is the wiser.
2: Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like this actually just reveals how like not tech savvy I am. Like I mm-hmm. know I can take a screenshot, but I somehow don't know the keys that I hit without looking it up.
1: Yeah. Um. I guess I would. I would probably. You know, if I had Wintour on the other line, I would just err on the side of caution and not try to fuck with anything. Not hit any keys on my computer at all.
0: Yeah. How How long did you have scared. her?
2: Um, I think it was about thirty minutes. Damn. Um, that's,
0: okay, that's longer really than I thought. Long.
2: Yeah, it was actually really long. Um, I was surprised they gave me that much time. And then later, she answered some questions over email.
0: Too. I love the shade she threw at Scott. It was so good. It's I know. So good. It's it's incredible. <laughs> it's 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 precision. It's it's a. It's literally a doctor in surgery, the shade that she threw at Scott. I
2: know. I really, I was really on the fence. I knew I wanted to use what Stephen Kolb and Virgil said, but I was really like, I knew it was such a good line and I wanted to use it, but I was just like, ah, is this like too is this too much? Is she going to feel like I'm like making fun of her? Like it's it a low blow. But I sort of felt better after talking to a friend who's like, no, you're just reinforcing the whole yeah. like, September issue personality. Yes. This is- that's what I
0: was about to say. You're like, you're feeding into what she wants. I would think. Yeah.
2: And that made me feel better. Cause I was like, okay, great. I'm actually like, this is like on brand for her versus like dressing her down in any way.
0: Also Virgil's quote is amazing. Virgil, <laughs> Virgil saying, what's he up to these days or whatever it is, is so yeah. insane.
2: Where like, did it, he go?
0: It's, enti- entire world is, was is at least in my world, in my circles, like pretty popular. Like everyone mm-hmm. I know either owns something or is very aware of like the social media aspect. Mm-hmm. But I think Virgil's one of the designers, I think he's even said this, that he's one of those people who tries not to look at other stuff. Because right. he, th- he thinks it will like influence him badly. Yeah. Um, but which is interesting because he just got killed for like ripping off what's his name. So I don't know what the I, I don't know like yeah if that, he if pays that,
1: other people to look at stuff.
0: That's or, what Jason. That's what you do for me now. I just decided. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah, the, I think that the, the some of those quotes are iconic, and I mean, I think the thing about the CFDA Jason and Jason were talking about this a little bit, but it's it's like so archaic and seems kind of useless to most people that mm-hmm. I think the way Kolb handled it too was a little bit like I I just. It didn't, I don't know. I just didn't like it.
2: <laughs> well, right. So like you, you had asked me, I think your first question was like, how did this piece like come together and stuff? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There was, there were so many conversations I'd had with people off the record with things they didn't feel comfortable saying sure. publicly, but a lot of that essentially boiled down to what is the purpose of the CFDA? Yeah.
0: hundred percent. It's like, what, what does that do? What is the point? Why do I have to pay them money?
2: Exactly. And they charge so much money.
0: No, it's um, it's it's it feels dated in a way that like not embracing someone like Scott now and with this venture because it doesn't feel like big enough or important enough is exactly yeah. the is exactly the issue.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's sort of how I felt. Um but yeah, I mean I Stephen Cole was really nice. I mean, we talked on the phone for like an hour and I didn't want to go too hard. I didn't want to be too hard on them, but at the same time it's just like so plainly obvious. So Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't think you had to do anything. I think they do it to themselves. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Thank you for joining us. This was great.
2: Yeah, of course. Was that it?
0: You really gave us the the motherfucking tea. We went from no other podcast is going to take you from Anna Wintour to the Hills in one hour. Let me tell you (laughs) that right now.
2: (laughs) This was so much easier than I thought.
1: We try to make it easy for you. I
0: was so anxious. no, please. No. I mean, honestly, it's great. I love the story. I love a lot of your stories, so it was fun to talk and I'm I'm glad that um, I'm glad that you gave this information to the world. I think that also the power of like something as big as the as the Sunday magazine is like stories like this um like regular people can understand this. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like it's yeah. it's not it's it because of where it is and how you did it, it's not so insidery that it doesn't it it'll, it'll be able to penetrate to everyone. And yeah. I think that, that that is like a really difficult thing to do when you're talking about an industry that's so insular and so kind of like it just keeps people out um so i think you succeeded there and hopefully my dad will understand this
2: thank you yeah i mean i was trying to my like secret model for this was the big short so i was trying to explain it like the subprime mortgage crisis
0: that's a great that's no that's a great that's a, <laughs> no, that's a, great, wow. that's a great way that, that's a great way to look at it. And that makes total sense cuz I I that that's the only way I understood that shit is from that movie.
2: Totally. Me too. Um well,
1: thank la- you. last remark who who are maybe a couple designers that you think might change the future of fashion for the better?
2: Oh, I have no idea. Copy that. <laughs> great to meet you. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had like a really smart answer for that, but um no, I have absolutely no idea. Um That's fine. Yeah. She's,
0: she said, Jason, your little broke ass can figure that out. I'm going to keep wearing Chanel head to toe for you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I
2: mean, I wish I knew. I don't know. I feel so like out of the loop with what like young kids are doing. Like, I, I'm sort of at the stage of life where I like learn about bands from SNL. So it's like I don't know anything about stuff now.
1: Okay, boomer.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Damn. And also, Sorry. Bef- also, before we go, you are a Virgo, correct?
2: Yes. How did you know?
0: Well, we did a little research, and we're also Virgos, so we like to embrace wow. our own What's your, What's your show? birthday?
2: September 9th.
0: There we go. I'm, I'm September 14th, and, he's, and Jason is September you're 4th. You're right in the
1: middle.
2: I can't believe it took an hour for us to get to the Virgo thing. Well, we should have just talked if, about Virgo if stuff you would do
1: time. us the honor of, you know, sometime down the road joining us on this show again, we can do a deep dive into our
0: celestial upbringings.
2: I would love to. That sounds fun
0: excellent um all right. all right don't overdose on beta blockers have a beautiful la sunday <laughs> how many copies of the paper did you buy a copy of the paper this morning yet i
2: haven't i still have to like go to gelson's or wherever it is i'm supposed to find it
0: i just went to the daily planet next door to villa carlotta where i'm staying and picked one up so you gotta oh, buy great. it they had a few left so make your way over there. you gotta buy at least three for the archive here.
2: perfect that's what i'm doing after we get off
0: all right enjoy have a good day we'll talk to you soon
2: you too bye thank
0: you thank bye. you
2: bye guys